I'm going to focus on the one Samuel story, but just before leaving that John passage, what I particularly like about that encounter with Nathaniel is that it illustrates that God doesn't just speak through his word, he speaks through words and vision and inspired understanding of situations. So it isn't because Jesus quotes scripture that Nathaniel is struck to the core. It's because God spoke prophetically to his son Jesus, who literally saw Nathaniel before they met. And that was what the thing that cut through. How did Jesus know? And the answer is because God actually speaks in the here and now as well as through scripture. Both are part of how he communicates because God longs to speak. Um, Let me tell you what I'm going to say. I really have three points. I hold these truths to be self-evident to quote other fathers. God speaks and longs to do so in every life and every generation. God speaks to and through unlikely people. Indeed, I note to self, the most vocal are not always the most likely to discern God's speaking. Thirdly, Everyone needs help and encouragement to hear, to practice hearing, and to interpret God's word. And further, I think that 1 Samuel gives us a pattern and a discipline we would do well to exercise daily. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Wait and listen. Capture and remember what God says and act if he asks you to. Some of you will remember that when we did a discipleship course together for a year, more or less every time we met, we would do that exercise. Pause, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening, and wait hopefully capturing what God had said or wanted to say to each of us. And we practiced it every time we met. So let me set the context for this 1 Samuel passage. Uh, 1 Samuel chapter 3. I mean, if you were to look at it, it's quite helpful to look at it. Chapter 3 and verse 1. You've got Bibles. I encourage you to open them. And if you open them to verse 1, it says... The word of the Lord was rare in those days. Visions were not widespread. That's interesting. The word of the Lord may be rare, but it's intended. And visions are not widespread, but they are part of how God communicates. Uh, So this is not a great time. The religion, the Israelite religion of its day was marred profoundly. You might find, you might think we're in such a time. 
And more than that, if you go back to chapter 2 and verse 12, you discover that Eli's sons were running riot. Uh, They are described in verse 12 as scoundrels uh, because they uh, disregard, they have no regard for the Lord. That's amplified in verse 22. And Eli is unable or doesn't have the resolve to do anything about it. So Eli in the story is displaying his flawed nature. But it's into exactly that hopeless situation that God as ever longs to speak. He cannot but speak. And indeed, as he's watching the decline of Eli and his sons, he's raising up through an obedient mother and her prayer uh, a person who will be influential and will be God's mouthpiece. And the point we're looking at is that crossover where he effectively signs up and begins to use that exercise. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So God is already at work, as he was with Abraham or in Moses' life, um, or others, whether it's Samuel or David or Isaiah or Zechariah or Mary or Elizabeth or the shepherds or the wise men. They're all people who were ready to be attentive to what God wanted to say. And there are two people, two groups of people, effectively. There's Eli and his sons who are deaf and indifferent and hardened to God. Uh, and then there are those who are open and faithful and ready to listen. So just note, God speaks and longs to do so in every life and in every generation. And that includes you. God longs to speak to you more than you've ever imagined. So, let me take you to the second point and to verse 7 in this passage. Because having, having three times heard God speak to him and not knowing what it was, it says, Now Samuel did yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. You know that song, that really old song, Knock Three Times on the Ceiling If You Love Me? You know, it's like, and I mean, this, this, this has real resonance for me because that, God did that in one day in my life, and only on the third occasion did I respond and commit my life to Christ, and it changed my entire life. So I understand this. God knocks, God knocks, God knocks, and you don't know what it means. But it's really interesting. Even Samuel did not yet know the Lord. There's more than Samuel had yet understood. And we can hear God more than we have yet imagined. Indeed, that is the whole point, actually, of the gift of the Spirit that we tend to neglect. The immediate speaking of God in the here and now, yes, through his word, but also because he speaks into our lives. So the second point is God speaks to and through unlikely people, even you. Samuel was only a boy, for goodness sake. I mean, somewhere between 8 and 12. 
This is the boy. And by the way, he's not of the priestly caste. He shouldn't be there. He's adopted, if you like. He's not part of the line of priests who hear from God. So Samuel is brought in simply because he's open to hear from God, not turning it off, not turning off his ears, not closing his ears. Samuel didn't yet know the Lord, but we're learning about how he came to know the Lord. He hadn't yet heard the voice of God. Now he was about to hear it speak into his life. You and I have the gift of the Holy Spirit if we trust in Jesus. A whole point of the gift of the Spirit is to create an intimacy where we know the Lord and we can hear and discern his voice over time. So never say never. In fact, picking up on my observation that it's sometimes not the most vocal who hear best. In the work that I now do, which is providing one-to-one support for clergy, we have a team of nine, ten intercessors. They never meet the church leaders. Uh, They never actually even really meet the, the companions that they are supporting in prayer. But they pray faithfully and they listen. So they're background people. But we find that time and again, when they share a word or an image, and they often or usually link it and anchor it in scripture, that if that gets passed to the church, the companion, and then to the church leader, it unlocks a situation. God speaks into the lives of these beleaguered church leaders through background people listening to what God says and sharing faithfully like Samuel did. So God speaks to and through unlikely people. And maybe that's you. And then finally, the thing I love about this passage uh, is that everyone needs help and encouragement to hear, to practice good hearing, and to interpret what God is saying. And maybe you feel a bit like an Eli thing about Eli is he clearly started in the right way, got a bit lost, was deeply flawed. I mean, he was cross with the, with the woman Hannah because he thought she was um, drunk. You know, he's, he's capable of misreading and getting things wrong and he can't control his sons and he can watch everything going down the pan but can't do anything about it. So he feels like a bit of a failure. But that is who God chooses to use to help Samuel... Learn how to listen to God. So you can be, it seems, past your best in church ministry or Christian life. And yet God can use you to help other people hear God and practice the discipline of listening to God. But the passage also illustrates that even Samuel needed help and guidance. We all need help to listen, to hear, to practice hearing, and to interpret what God is saying. So what did Eli say? To help not just Samuel, but us. Just say... Speak, Lord, your servant is listening.
And I offer this in closing as a daily, everyday pattern, confident of the Holy Spirit at work in us, ask, saying to God, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Then wait and listen, as Samuel did. If God speaks, capture and remember it. Samuel didn't say to Eli the next day, oh, I forgot what he said. (laughs) He remembered it. If like me, you 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 may need a journal to write it down. And if the Lord prompts you uh, to do something or to share what he has said, then you need to do it because that was the fundamental condition in Samuel's listening. What God said, he was going to be prepared to do, though Eli helped him even with that, if you read the story. So, in conclusion, God speaks and longs to do so in every life and every generation. God speaks to and through unlikely people, so don't rule yourself out. God, everyone needs help and encouragement to hear God speak, to practice hearing and to interpret what God is saying. And we're all offered an everyday pattern that we could use in which we stop and say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. We wait and listen. We capture what he says. And if he asks us to pass it on or do anything because he's prompted us to, we do it. Amen.